1: No radio? No problem. Stream us live on saga960am.ca.
2: Well, hello. Welcome to the Mindset Mentor on Saga 960 AM. I'm Tanya Kolar. This show is designed to motivate and inspire you to cultivate the right mindset, to reach the level of success that you desire and deserve in all areas of your life. A mindset is a muscle and there are ways that you can consciously create your future literally by developing and strengthening your mindset and the mindset mentor is your mindset workout shift your mindset and change your life in honor of the upcoming Bell Let's Talk campaign, which is designed to, to break the silence around mental illness and support mental health across the country, I wanted to to get the conversation conversation started right here. Uh, get the converse, for, conversation started on mental health. And real huge big kudos to Bell for, for building awareness on a very much misunderstood topic and um, you know on today's show we're going to we're going to discuss how your mindset plays a role in mental health and what you can do to foster a a positive sense of well-being and we're also going to discuss some of the contributing factors that lead to mental health and stress and the effects on your psychological health and some healthy um, you know coping strategies that you can use you know you, you have you have control over, which is, you know, ideal. Um, I'd also like to open the conversation to our listeners a little bit later. We're going to open the phone lines and have you join in the conversation. You know, what are you struggling with when it comes to mental health? Would you like to learn how to cope with your with your um, issue that you're dealing with? Call in. Uh, Mental health is is more than merely the absence of of uh, mental health. Right. It means striking a balance in all aspects of your life, social, physical, spiritual, economic, and mental. And oftentimes, you know, we tip the scale a little bit too much in one direction. And then I believe the goal or the challenge really is to stay mentally healthy, by maintaining balance. And joining me today on The Mindset Mentor is Stephanie Nassis, police officer, first responder, and mental health educator. And by the way, she's also a mindfulness instructor. So welcome, Stephanie. It is such a pleasure to
3: have you joining me
2: today on The Mindset Mentor.
3: Hello. Thank you very much for having me. I'm very honored to be here. And I definitely want to help spread the word about uh, mental health and mental health awareness. Yes. Let's do this. Let's talk. And you know, I had the pleasure of interviewing Stephanie
2: for the Health and Wellness Summit for 5D TV. And you have such an amazing wealth of knowledge. So I- I'm really truly delighted to have you here. So let's just dive right in. Communities' perception of mental health really varies across cultures, and-, and there's various myths and beliefs regarding mental health. So first I, I would really love for you to delve a little deeper into the definition of mental health so that we can, you know, not only build awareness, which is so important, but perhaps dispel some of the myths that are surrounding it
3: yeah for sure and there's definitely a you know as you said it beautifully just a, a few minutes ago there and when you talked about that it's not just the absence of you know uh, a, an illness it's about mm-hmm. that totality It's taking that holistic approach in regards to optimum health right and I think a lot of people don't even know the definition of optimum health and that includes body mind spirit it includes so many different facets it's not just about one component that contributes to uh, ill health so um, that being said too, uh, you know something to kind of look at is that overall totality you know, it's just that stress management plays a huge role. Uh, And there's also uh, a lot of stigma that is still happening in regards to uh, why people don't come out and talk about mental illness. And I think that this program or this show is actually a huge contributing factor in regards to opening and breaking down those barriers. Yes, I think stigma is such a huge thing. And, you know, I can speak from personal experience. I have a
2: brother who has a mental illness. Uh, He has schizophrenia. He suffered um, with it for many years. Uh, In his teens, he was diagnosed with it, um, and there's been some seriously highs and lows, um, and it's it's tough. So personally, for me, as an adolescent growing up in that environment, yeah, there was stigma around it. I I experienced that myself, where I I was like, well, you know, at times I was ashamed of my brother and for having that illness, and then I was ashamed of myself for being ashamed of my brother, right? Because it's so awful. I mean, it's a terrible thing to for to to uh, for someone to go through. But there's certainly effects on on family and friends and everybody in the environment and in society at large right and so what can we do to dispel that stigma I mean I have, have learned myself personally that my brother is a walking earth angel you know with a mission right. and a purpose on on this planet where you know at one time I, I really struggled with being heartbroken and that ooh, feeling like he was cheated out of a, having a normal life
3: absolutely well I think uh, you know one thing to look at is is lots of education Mm -hmm. uh, starting to teach people about uh, mental illness and it's not you know something that we should be afraid of and uh, becoming more inclusive and starting to uh, include people who do suffer from mental illness into day-to-day activities because essentially even with people's disabilities for so many years that they were kind of you know put aside in different you know groups and characters where they were left out in a lot of things and that's what happens is now if we have more education more training to me a, a really important thing is that more people are transport transparent with their own journey with mental illness or things that they have gone through because nobody is immune uh, to suffering you know something or having something bad happen mm-hmm. and and I don't believe that anybody is not touched with mental illness in some way shape or form being it they suffer themselves or it's a friend or a relative like yourself uh, your sibling so I believe that everybody has some experience in dealing with people with mental illness. Yes absolutely and, and many people uh, on, on a personal, personal level are really going through their own
2: struggles, whether it be depression or anxiety um, or more. Can can we talk about some of those uh, and the different types of, of mental health issues that are concerning our listeners out there and the world at large.
3: Yeah, for sure. And just, just to let everybody know, I, I am not like a qualified medical practitioner. And mm-hmm. just, you know, the disclaimer that, you know, this isn't to, in replace of seeking proper medical advice or proper therapy. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, th- so just in Canada, the top three mental illnesses are um, depression, anxiety and substance abuse. But of course, there's, a, you know, an entire spectrum of mental illness being at, you know, uh, schizophrenia, bipolar, um PTSD. Also, there's a whole bunch of other things, but usually the top three ones that are, you know, uh, in Canada, depression, anxiety and substance abuse. Wow. I mean, and I know a lot of listeners right now are going, yep, I'm either
2: experiencing that or I certainly have somebody in my family or relatives, neighbors and, you know, that sort of thing. So I think it's so important to really open the conversation and to and to know that it's beneficial to talk about it, right? right? I mean, we, we can hold so much inside and that creates more anxiety, that creates more stress, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and so like I think um, when we, let, let's talk about depression because that's very common for so many people and there's obviously varying degrees
3: and levels of depression also. Right, for sure, absolutely different facets of it as well um, and of course I even, you know, suffer some, some, from some depression in my younger years as well, um, as well As uh, my own personal journey with mental illness, as well as you know the stressors of a first responder, but I do believe that uh, yeah, depression depression is common, and I hear a lot of people talking about it, especially the anxiety. So we have the accumulation of stressors. So living in today's age is not like what we used to live in, you know, 50 years ago, I kind of argue with my mom. We joke around. She goes, Mm -hmm. well, you know, we didn't have and I'm like, you didn't have all of the stuff that we have. You know, you have to buy a new computer. You have to buy a new phone. You have to keep up with everything. There's so much new technology that we're doing. Yes. And social media pressures, you know, how many likes are you going to get today? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Uh, There's even some studies, even uh, in a mindfulness magazine that was published by Time, where they talk about that it does contribute to higher levels of anxiety and depression, Mm -hmm simply by scrolling through uh, social media. So, and even for me, sometimes I get caught up in it too. (laughs) I mean, I'll be scrolling for hours. Guilty. And I can feel, yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. And I feel emotionally drained sometimes if I'm doing it. So I really have to, you know, really... Discipline myself to separate myself from my phone and put it down after a certain amount of time. So
2: yeah, yeah. Put yourself on a social media <laughs> diet. <Yeah. laughs> so. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, listen. It changes our moods, right? We look at For oh, sure. look at oh, what a great comment, yeah, right? But yeah. then there's the flip side of that, right? Which can be devastating, where you have a comment that's not so great, and then you you obsess about it, you 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 know, you panic about it, uh, you,
3: you mull it over, and you feel bad. It can literally change your physiology. Absolutely. So, in regards to exactly what you just mentioned, uh, there's the negativity bias. Uh, you know, if we go back to historically, you know, in our uh, fight-flight mode or that reptilian mind mm-hmm. uh, that we had is that we're more programmed to be uh, to pick out the negative versus the positive. Five times more likely to pick out uh, the negative. Of course, you know, I, I teach in front of classes and we usually get that evaluation form at the end of the class. Mm-hmm. What did you think? And then, you know, I can get tons and tons of positive comments as <laughs> I get that that one that says uh, that was terrible. I'm like, oh, my God. And they'll just focus on yeah. that. Right. Because it's just it's like, oh, my God. But we we dismiss that. Oh, my God. What about all of the other positive stuff? Right? <laughs> so, this is
2: so true. I yeah. mean, oh, my gosh. Human nature. It's total, like human nature to do that. You know, I'm certainly guilty as well. Yeah. I can obsess about one thing over and over. Um, but then it's like I, I you have to recognize it. Right. Yeah. And then when you recognize it, that's when you can change it.
3: Absolutely. And that is really important. Um, uh, one thing that I love, uh, you know, we've even t- spoke about this before is mm-hmm. positive psychology, which is uh, based on the work of uh, Martin Seligman. He's got numerous books out. If anybody wants to go and read his books, they're amazing. And he talks about, you know, shifting that mindset where we are focusing on more positive. Mm-hmm. And if you've been someone who is a little bit more pessimistic your whole life versus being optimistic, and by the way, optimistic people live 10 times longer than pessimistic people. So it's in your best interest to wow. point out the positives but uh, there's a whole bunch of you know contributing factors that mm-hmm. you know people who are more negative they just have a lot more things happening yeah. whereas that optimistic person is just a totally different physiology within the, the body right mm-hmm. so it's so important to create that try to go out and beyond to pick out the more positive aspects of your life yeah that, that's fascinating it's such great advice I know it's not always hard <laughs> I mean and not, not always easy
2: I should say to do it can be a little bit challenging right but it's it becomes a lot easier the more you practice it, right. the more you can identify it uh, and switch it and, and really create that positivity in your life, the, more, the easier it becomes. Right? Um, I, I think that's that's so key. And, and so I want to be clear as well, you know, neither of us are, you know, medical professionals right. or, 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 or what have you. And so, you know, if you're taking medications for your mental health concerns, that's, that's great. You know, there, there's certainly a place for that. Right? And so so, um, you know, and and I can look at it, let's say, for my brother who suffers from schizophrenia, if I can say, well, you know, just be positive, that's not going to really help in that situation. Absolutely. That's that's absolutely not um, not the case. But I do want to talk about um, Jim Quick for a moment. Are you familiar with Jim Quick? Uh, no, Memory expert. OK. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant! Memory expert. I mean, he can he can memorize, uh, you know, a hundred names after meeting you. Like he, in, in his seminars, he'll do that. He'll get a hundred people to stand up; they all say their name, and he can remember all of their names. Wow. Okay, so he's worked very hard to develop that, and he teaches other people. So Jim Quick, just to go back a little in his history, when he was five years old, he had a brain injury, and uh, you know, so he was. Learning at a different way in a different way, and certainly at a different pace. And at school, his teacher, when she was introducing him to another uh, teacher, and he overheard this as a five-year-old, the te- the woman said, um, "Here's the kid with the broken brain." Wow. Oh, my goodness. You know, when I read that, I just was like, I was angry. I'm like, how could people say something like that? You know, the words that you say are so impactful and limiting beliefs, right, that come from that. But here's what he had to say about this. He said that he discovered that no matter the circumstances, that we can rebuild our brains. And after working on myself, I realized that my brain was not broken. It just needed a better owner's manual. (laughs) That's
3: (laughs) awesome. I love that. Yeah.
2: And he said that this shattered my own limiting beliefs. And over time, it became my passion to help others do the same. So that to me just sums it up beautifully that, yes, there are ways, right, Stephanie, that that we can take control and do
3: what we can to help ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So and and just to add on to that too, uh, so there are obviously some extreme psychosis, you know, like schizophrenia and, and bipolar, certain mental illnesses that, you know, potentially, uh, they may not be able to to pass that you know threshold in regards yep. to that positive thing, but it's just one component that they can add on, uh, as well as their you know going to a professional therapist and getting help. Right, it's all of these little we already talked about it, the little components that they can add in to enhance their life um, and to help with uh, their mental illness. Um, but I also want to talk about that, that. Was an excellent. I love that. Uh, Example that you use, uh, Dr. Jeffrey Swartz talks about that neuroplasticity is, you know, the the neurons that fire together wire together. So essentially our thoughts play a huge role. And he did a lot of research with people who had OCD. And uh, he had huge amounts of positive uh, feedback in regards to, you know, shifting your mindset and, you know, changing the way that you think because it does change. I am... what I even started doing was, uh, you know, it's easy to say, oh, okay, I appreciate, I have a, ha- a house or a car or the basic stuff, but it's trying to pick out positive things every single day, Yes. so in 24 hours. So what I try to do at the end of my day, I have my journal on the side of the bed, I write down the three most positive things that happened throughout the last 24 hours, okay? So it makes it a little bit harder yes. to pick out <laughs> some positive things. So even if you had the poopiest day ever, Yeah try to pick out the most positive things, even if they were minor, mm-hmm. right? And it really does change how you feel and it's almost immediate. So when I think about that, I think about, okay, hey, my friend called me out of the blue and gave me some good news, even though I had the worst day ever. Mm-hmm. That was something positive and that made me feel really good. So I'm going to focus on that. Yeah, I love
2: that because, you know, as you're, as you're saying that, I'm thinking about what she said just a moment ago about how we, we focus on the negative comments, right? Yeah. As opposed to the positive. And it's the exact same thing with with, your day, right? You, you you really need to try to focus on whatever good is there, because it's always there, right? Yeah. It's always there 100%. And, um, you know, it's funny, because I, I I also can relate to you in that sometimes it's hard to find something to be grateful for. Yeah. Um, but the more again, you do it, the more you're building your mindset muscle, and it's so much easier. You know, I used to write out my my uh, daily gratitude, I usually write two pages of it. And then I'd be like, Oh, well, i Know, I'm going to write the same thing as I was grateful for yesterday, yeah. right? And so now I got a lot smarter and better. And I thought, okay, it's going to be brand new, something yeah. that I have not written yet. <laughs> and that becomes much harder.
3: <laughs> so um, I ended up taking a, a course uh, with the uh – FBI uh, National Academy there and I, I, dr- I flew out to Atlanta, Georgia and one of the, uh, the instructors there, Chief Joe Collins, he gave me inf- like amazing information that I actually started to do. Find a friend, he said, find a friend or find a few friends mm-hmm. and write your three positive things that happened in the last 24 hours and email it to somebody so you're held accountable <gasps> oh. and they should expect that email every day. Now, it might not be at the same time every morning, yeah. but really try to do that So and get them to send three back So kind of create that environment And circle who, where everybody can do that and build the momentum. So, oh, kind of that's a, I think that's a
2: phenomenal <laughs> idea. I love that. I think we're going to to start doing that together, Stephanie, <laughs> for sure. You're one of my three people. <laughs> um, no, it's so great because there's a different energy, right? When you can, when you can all have that uh, same drive, that same vision, and that same th- that same outcome, right? right. Um, and it also is a great way for you to get inspired with other ideas of yes. how
3: you can be grateful, right? <laughs> so some days it might be three some days it might be five positive things right
2: yeah (laughs) yeah and you'll become so much better at picking out the positives and then it's like oh yeah i can't wait to write that in my email tomorrow morning yeah for sure (laughs) actually
3: you know what the more momentum you build the more you do it it does get better and you do tend to want to navigate toward or be um drawn to more positive things in your life
2: yeah yeah absolutely it works it definitely works Mm mm-hmm so um Let's talk about some of the uh, the stressors that we're experiencing in our daily lives. Um, We're going to talk about that in just a moment, but we're going to take a break and we're going to be right back with more of Stephanie Nassas. She is a police officer, first responder and mental health um, advocate. So stay with us. We're going to be right back on the Mindset Mentor. Don't go away.
0: Actually a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW Void work prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Stream us live at Saga960 AM.ca.
2: Welcome to News Talk Saga 960 AM. Welcome back to The Mindset Mentor. I'm Tanya Kolar. And today I am joined by Stephanie Nassas who is a police officer, a first responder, a mental health educator, and also a mindfulness instructor. And we're gonna continue the conversation on mental health. Now, the, the huge campaign, Bell Let's Talk, is coming up soon. And I really wanted to start the conversation and build awareness on a very, very uh, misunderstood, uh, you know, topic. And so I, I'm really loving that you're here joining us, Stephanie. I know you're a huge advocate when it comes to mental health. I saw photos online of you uh, getting ready for the bell. Let's
3: talk. Yeah. You know, so great. <laughs> so, you know, let's talk. Absolutely. Yes. Very powerful message. So, yeah, I um We were going to touch on the stress
2: component. Yeah, so we're going to continue the conversation on uh, stress and some of the contributing factors. And so what really are some of the things that uh, we're dealing with today that's causing
3: some of the anxiety, the stress, the depression? Well, it's definitely a fast-paced society, way more faster paced than it was many, many years ago, mm-hmm. uh, you know, demands of the job. Uh, essentially, a lot of people are overworked. Uh, I'm not even, uh, sorry, uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of Karoshi in Japan. No. It's actually, uh, what's happening is they're working, you know, 18 hours Outward in and around every single day, they're doing like forty to eighty hours of overtime weekly. (sighs) So uh, they they historically were the highest uh, suicide rates as well, Mm -hmm. uh, just because they were so overworked. And that's what happened is some young kids and so not young kids but um, adults, young adults are just dropping dead from exhaustion from being overworked. You can go look it up, Karoshi, uh, lots of information.
2: Oh, wow. Actually, I I have heard of it. I didn't know the term, uh, the terminology for it. Um, And I also heard that there is sleeping pods, you know, on the street where you can go and have a rest for 20 minutes because nobody's sleeping. They're working so hard. Well, no wonder, you know, they're dropping dead. You can't sustain that.
3: Right. Yeah, so, so apparently, finally, they recognized it uh, where if they can prove that it's work-related, they would be uh, their family would be reimbursed uh, as a result because of that. But North America, up and coming in regards to being overworked, overstressed, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and that's what's happening. People aren't living their lives. They're working their lives. You know, we're getting our toys, we're buying our houses and our cars and everything, but we're paying with, with money, but also with our time. We're paying with our life, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many, um, uh, you know, negatives that are associated with that. Right. The stresses. Uh, one of the one of the big stresses in in most people's worlds, I think that and they say the psychologists say that this is what people fight about the most is money, Absolutely. money. And so uh, I think it's easy to get caught up in the, you know, the house, as you said, and the cars yep. and all that and the lifestyle. And then, you know, it may not necessarily be something that you can afford, but you're putting right. it on credit. And that means to uh, leads to a lot of stress. Like, mm-hmm. how am I going to pay for this? Where's the money coming from? I got to work yep. harder, more hours, what am I going to do?
3: Yeah, but that but also ties into what we believe will bring us happiness. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, Robert Holden, a psychologist from uh, from uh um, over story in the UK yep. yeah he he talks about that the, the happiness factor he mm-hmm. says that you know if you go and buy an object uh, your happiness is only going to last about 72 hours before you drop down to your default level of happiness <laughs> and if you're not a happy person <laughs> you're going to crash right yeah so that's not that long is it right 72 hours that's right? right yeah yikes so it, we, that's where you know he he's a big supporter of that you, you got to find that internal happiness mm-hmm. it has to come from from within not something that's external we look for it in love we look for yeah. it in objects you know what i mean we so there's a whole bunch of things that are kind of dangling in our face. But meanwhile, that happiness has to come from within. It has to.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's the, that's the big uh, thing is that we look for the external, right, uh, to, to really help us feel better about ourselves. And yeah. you got to really feel good about yourself, right? You don't need anybody else to, to, to do that. Right. You don't need their permission. You give yourself permission and have a willingness to do that. Um, I, I love Robert Holden uh, as well. I've read several of his books, yeah. uh, Shift Happens. Uh, happiness now I actually met him at a conference yeah I I, like I accosted him at the Starbucks (laughs) I'm like oh my god that's Robert Holden that's the happiness guy I need to talk to him right (laughs) and you know to that point let's talk about um, you know our external environment because isn't that so important in our own happiness like
3: for sure mm -hmm. for sure and and we also talk about okay so you know we're drawn to different things to find that happiness but also to relationships our uh, environment our friends all right are we in a negative environment we talked we touched on our, ourselves before we we came here about mm-hmm. toxic relationships right how is that that's a that's a pretty detrimental effect on ourselves right if we have friends and family and friends that are always negative right they're constantly focusing on on negative stuff right yep. If there's a lot of drama right so that's um a factor that we got to look at too. So another component that adds to different stressors would be childhood trauma, right? Or mm-hmm. people dealing with their stuff, right? So uh, essentially are people kind of moving on from their childhood trauma going to get professional help in regards to dealing with that, mm-hmm. um, so.
2: I think that's key is that, you know, you have to recognize if you do need uh, external help, you know, the 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 help of a doctor, professional, medical professionals, psychologists, therapists, and and there's nothing wrong with reaching out. Absolutely. There's a stigma, again, just, just for the reaching out part, right, people think, well, I can't do that because this means da-da-da-da-da-da. No, it means that you want to help yourself, right? And that's amazing. You should be proud of yourself that you are acknowledging and recognizing that maybe you are overwhelmed and it's just too much and it's not a negative to seek help from anyone. Right.
3: So in regards to the stressors, too, another uh, contributing factor uh, would be our attitude and our beliefs. So some people could be going through the same stress or see the same traumatic experience, but people will interpret that in a different way. And it all ties into what their upbringing was, what their attitude is, their beliefs, um and you know their own mindset of whether that was going to affect them or not. So that's an important thing, too. Uh, if someone is more negative uh, in general, mm-hmm. that something traumatic might affect them a lot more than somebody who does have a little bit more of a positive attitude or mindset.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, it's, it's so important to to really take control of the situation and control what you can control. So there's many things that you're experiencing that are out of your control. Um, and that's, I think, the, the scary part. Right. It's the it's, a, you know, well, maybe just because I like to control things yeah. personally. <laughs> and I find that scary. Yeah. Um, but it's there are ways that we can really um, help to to foster well-being, right? right, overall well-being for ourselves, mental health and other. For sure, for sure. So, uh, you know, I want to actually open the phone lines um, for everyone to join us. I know that so many people are experiencing, um, you know, their own stresses in life, um, experiencing perhaps anxiety, depression. It's good to talk. You know, here's the thing is that if you're experiencing depression, prolonged depression eventually leads to dis-ease. Okay, so um, if we can can change it, you know, work our mindset in there to help us get to a little bit of a better place doesn't have to be this huge monumental jump from where you are right that may not be realistic but if you can help to make yourself feel just even a little bit better that is going to be so key so if you uh, would like information you know come and join the conversation and and, and let us help you you know cope with with uh, what you're dealing with simply by having a conversation about it that is huge right so we are talking uh, about mental health here on the mindset mentor on news Talk saga 19 sixty AM. Every Saturday is at eleven A. M., by the way. So make sure you join us and tune in. We're delighted to have you. So we're going to open the phone lines to our callers. The the phone number to call in is four one six six Four zero zero two hundred, and uh, we welcome all callers. So, at this time, we're continuing the conversation with Stephanie Nassis, who is a police officer, first responder, mental health educator, and uh, also a mindful mindfulness instructor. So, I want to uh, just talk a little bit about. Um, your experience I know you've dealt with so many situations and different people dealing with all various types of uh, situations and uh, as, as a first responder uh, I can just imagine uh, the stress that's involved in that so as a first responder you're amongst the very first to arrive and provide assistance at a scene of an emergency right such as an accident natural disaster or even uh, terrorism right and so oh boy that's that's heavy that's really heavy so but our are there things in those situations that we can do to foster mental well-being in, in a heightened peak state situation when our emotions are running at an all-time high?
3: Yeah, so the main thing to look at is building a healthy, resilient reserve. So it's a matter of building up as well, Mm -hmm. right? So um, there's all of those different factors, shifting your mindset, uh, taking care of yourself, making sure you got adequate sleep, right? So I got to take care of me so I'm able to take care of others, essentially be at the tip-top shape uh, of my own mindset and physical health to go and do the job that I do. So uh, that being said, anyone in their own life that they should always look at, self-care is a priority in regards to dealing with the daily cuts and scrapes uh, or stressors that they achieve and accumulate. So th- this is really important that at the end of the day that we process um, how we feel and things that we dealt with, mm-hmm. aka by healthy coping strategies like meditating, you know, eating healthy, working out at the gym, where that, you know, if, when I do that every day that I'm still feeling okay to go into work the next day. OK, so if I'm so if people aren't, they're dealing with stressors every day or even the, the, the first responder here is going call to call to call. They have to process those emotions at the end of the day so they're able to be fit for duty the next day.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can imagine that can be so challenging. Right. right? Um, but but that's it. It's that just that that awareness that, OK, I, I'm going to have to acknowledge this. I'm going to have to process. I'm going to have to do something to help myself. Right. And just to move move past that, you know, a lot of people, I think, and it goes, back to stigma, right? They look at people who perhaps are experiencing depression um, or anxiety and they're like, just get over it. What's your problem? What's wrong with you? Just snap out of it. And that's not easy. And and sometimes it's impossible for somebody in a a really severe state, let's say, of depression to snap out of it, right? Very simple, mundane chores for the average person, like brushing your teeth, which is easy. We do it like just by rote. We don't even think about it, right? right? It's just automatic. You brush your teeth. It's something you do. But for somebody who's experiencing severe depression, you brushing your teeth is a chore a struggle, and right? it's a real huge for massive sure. struggle, right? But people watching that go, what's your problem?
3: Yeah. So, so that's where also too that the professional help would have to come in for someone like that where they need to mm-hmm. go and talk to being a psychiatrist, psychologist, psychotherapist, you know, medical doctor to go get that professional uh, referral. Mm-hmm. But of course, so, you know, and, and it goes back to that even one little thing for them to do, if they're able to even get out of bed, that's mm-hmm. something that they should, you know, somewhat celebrate that and and not judge themselves for wherever they're at. That is so important. Uh, and to, to really feel that you are not alone. If you're feeling that, I believe that there is tons of people who suffer and feel the same way. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that our stressors in this day and age are so different and complex and we're so overworked and overtired um, that... Uh, I believe that it's it's co- a lot more common than we think. And again, that transparent component, if people were to talk about it, you know what I mean? And not judge where they're at and that there is help for those people being a professional, as well as all the stuff that we're talking about, the healthy coping strategies, even mm-hmm. a little, will still have a, a will a profound effect.
2: I love that you said that. And you know, really key, it was so key in what you just said was that you are not alone. Yeah. Oh my gosh, because when you feel that way, everything is harder. It becomes so much harder, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 you're so not alone. And that's why we encourage you today to join the conversation. You can call in at 416-640-0200 and tell us what you're struggling with in terms of your mental health. Again, because you are not alone. Um, and, And if you need to seek that professional help, do it go for it and and don't judge yourself and listen I, i'm going to tell you my personal experience i know actually stephanie has also had her own personal traumas um which we can touch on as well but for for my from my end um i also have suffered from uh post-traumatic stress disorder right. right and i was one of those people that i'm not gonna ask for help i never ask for help i don't need help and i tell you i needed help yep. i reached out for help because i i knew i needed it um and it was terrible. It was a fearful thing. Um, I, I was literally afraid of my own shadow at one point, right? Um, and so I, I sought help. And let me tell you, it was the best thing I ever did. Right. Um, I learned so much. Um, and and there's things that I also learned um, to do myself, like tapping uh, EMDR, which we'll talk a little bit more about some of right. those coping strategies um, when we we'll come back from from our next break. But um, I, I just, I, I truly love that you really um, advocate uh, Stephanie, for people to reach
3: out for help. Right. Absolutely. And again, I mentioned, you know, you. thank you for sharing your story. It's so powerful. Uh, again, with myself, I have, you know, my own childhood adversity. I had an eating disorder when I was in my teens. Um, I was later diagnosed with depression uh, in my early 20s. Um, and then oh, I, wow. 10 years into my career, I actually ended up, you know, being admitted into the hospital as an outpatient uh, program to deal with anxiety. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing to be ashamed about. We all go through it. And you said a powerful thing. You went for the therapy and you got help. And that's essentially what happens. You go get the professional proper help (laughs) by that qualified person. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's that really huge chance that you're going to heal and get better and you will be able to go about your day-to-day life and and deal with things and have a more fulfilling life, right? Yes, and you
2: deserve to have that. Um, You know, and things happen in life where they may not be the best things um, and we feel like, uh, wow, what did I do to deserve that, right? But that's life. It happens. uh, But we do need to take control and do what we can to foster our own well-being. So we're going to continue the conversation right here on The Mindset Mentor on Saga 960. We're going to take a short break and we're going to be right back. Stay tuned.
0: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. group. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. No radio?
1: No problem. Stream us live on Saga960am.ca.
2: Well, hello, and welcome back to the Mindset Mentor on Saga 960. So happy that you are tuning in today. We are going to continue the conversation on mental health and how mindset plays a role in mental health, what you can do to foster a positive sense of well-being, some of the contributing factors of mental health that we talked about, and stress, of course, and the effects and and healthy coping strategies. You know, I want to continue the conversation. Uh, We are talking to... To Stephanie Nassis live in the studio. Stephanie is a police officer. She's a, a first responder. She's also a mental health educator and mindfulness instructor. So I want to talk more about your personal story. Uh, we took a break, we had to take a break, but I, I really want to continue this because what I discovered is that for the very first time, you are sharing at large oh. your. Your own experience of depression, and and that's so key because this is all about helping people and and r- recognizing that you know we're not alone. So thank you for your vulnerability in sharing. And can we talk a little bit more about that, Stephanie?
3: Yeah, for sure, for sure, absolutely. Um, well, thank you for exposing me. <laughs> but I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> and you're welcome, all all at the same time. Uh, okay. Yeah. So um, just to say, I did have an eating disorder uh, pretty much at the age of 14 when I was a teen. Funny that you mentioned about, you know, how something, something that, some powerful thing that somebody could say that that could alter somebody. Were you talking about Quick? Yes, Jim Quick. Uh, and what, he was yeah. told
2: that he was the kid with the broken brain.
3: Right. So when I was a kid, 14 years old, I went to go see my guidance counselor and she said, uh, what do you want to do? Um As a career, and I said, Oh, my dream is to become a flight attendant and travel the world. And she said, "Um, You're European, right? And I said, Yeah. And she said, Can you stand up and turn around? And I'm like, thinking, Okay, what are you talking about? So I Mm -hmm. did anyway. And I turned around, and she said, Well, you are a little bit. Overweight, They usually <gasps> want thinner girls uh, to walk down the aisles of the plane. Oh, okay, now, now, that wasn't uh, the, the only thing that yeah. set me on my tailspin. Of course, yeah. you know, the, the childhood adversity and all the other components, lack of self-esteem, where that affected me mm-hmm. a lot. And it, it changed my life, literally. And essentially, that's what happened. Uh, I developed an eating disorder uh, for other things, and I had that for about 10 years. Uh, I was bulimic uh, at one point in my life wow. as well. And I did uh, enter the therapy counseling world in my early teens. Um, and that's what happened. And then I was later uh, diagnosed with depression um, in my early 20s. But that being said, I was on medication back then. Uh, I did stop after a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, my whole life journey has been about looking at positive coping strategies, being more resilient, and essentially this mental health thing's been a a lifelong journey. And that's why I teach it now, because I just want to share that there's hope for everybody, right? Um, I'm normal, right? Yes, (laughs)
2: yes. (laughs) uh,
3: And that you can (laughs) have a fulfilling life no matter what. And there's nothing to be scared about. If you know anybody, or if you're going through uh, something like that, again, I talked about that transparent piece. It's so important to come out, the more people that share their story, again, because I believe a lot of people um, they don't tell the truth of their basic human trials and tribulations, right? We're so Mm -hmm. embarrassed to say that, hey, I fell flat on my butt or, you know, that's to me, it's very, um, you know, a sense of humiliation is to say that, hey, I was in a real bad spot, which I was. But in this state where I am now, I feel good. You know, in the last 10 years have been the most fulfilling, rewarding uh, time of my life, shifting my mindset, reading those hundreds of self-help books that are lined (laughs) in my office and my bookshelf (laughs) where I'm now a stronger person, you know, Of course, I have down days still, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna be say uh, that, you know, oh my God, it's amazing, right? We still have our up and down days, but it's nowhere near uh, the down days that I used to have many years ago. So this is a powerful thing to say. Again, I already touched on that, building that resilient reserve is so important. So when stuff happens that you just bounce back much more faster, much more quicker.
2: Oh, I love that. I love that. Because, you know, there is that temptation to stay in in the negative, right? Um, sure. You know, not necessarily like a, te- like a, a, you know, conscious temptation, right? But it's like, well, yeah, I feel like I'm a victim or you feel you know, you want to wallow in, in your in your pity for a moment, right? But keep it to a moment, keep it for a few minutes, keep it to an hour, not days or weeks or months, right? right? Um, because what we focus on expands, no matter what. And so find something a little bit better, right? Just feel feel better in the moment um, and I love that you you acknowledge and recognize Stephanie for yourself uh, going through that eating disorder for years that it was like okay it's too, it's bigger than me and I need to get some help right yeah. so we would love for you to get some help you know seek the help that you need do what you can to shift your own mindset you know to foster well-being right take control of your situation um, if you can of course and, and we We'd love for you to call in. We have, uh, you know, a few minutes left for the show. The phone number is 416-6400-200. And it would really love for you to talk. And here's the thing is that, you know, we can hold everything on in the inside. And that just leads to more of our stresses and where you feel isolated. And that's, I think, one of the biggest challenges there for people um, who are in isolation is that it's hard to get out of that once you're in it. Right.
3: So I just want to touch on, we we have a few minutes left, right? Oh, yes. So I want to talk about positive things or, you know, healthy coping strategies, uh, creating that uh, healthy network with a good circle of friends that are more positive and supportive. Uh, That's really important. Getting out into nature. Shinrin Yoku, based on the research of Dr. Quinn Lee, he talks about going Mm -hmm. out into the forest. It helps with uh, different mental illness like depression, anxiety. Uh, It also boosts your immune system. So it's so powerful to go out into nature. Uh, We've lost connection with that over the years, and that was a powerful element uh, for me to to help with uh, my healing journey, engage in sports, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is really important. Uh, uh, a more, uh, what would you call it, aggressive um, exercise routine where you okay. aren't processing any emotions. You know, if people are feeling more, uh, you know, anger or, you know, the the whatever they say, the negative emotions, mm-hmm. that if you are experiencing uh, emotions like that, that you go and process those emotions because we don't want to store them uh, within. Of course, diet plays a huge role, eating healthy, mm-hmm. um, healthy uh, beliefs in regards to ourselves, a healthy self-esteem, a positive outlook on life and journaling. That's an excellent way picking out those positive aspects. All of these little things, uh, you know, just join them all and have that holistic approach to uh, to achieve a, a better uh, mindset.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I want to go back to,
3: um,
2: you know, being in nature for a, a moment, right? Walking, you said, you know, in a forest, you know, but that could just be your backyard. Sitting outside, yeah. right? right. Um, Balcony. <laughs> yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Maybe a vision board, you know, of a forest. And that's okay, too. But, yeah, get get out there if you can, Um, you know, in any way. Go for a a short walk. You don't have to, you know, run a marathon. Go for a jog. So you were talking about, um, uh, you know, heavier physical activity, right, to maybe manage some of, like, the heavier uh, things like anger, the emotions that we're experiencing in the body. Could that be just, um, you know, a run uh, or, like, a treadmill, a, a workout
3: like that? So I uh, yeah absolutely uh, another thing to, to boost uh, happy hormones uh, serotonin and all that stuff is to get a tr- mini trampoline. Uh, Dr. Peter Levine recommends it. Mm-hmm. Um, he wrote uh, uh, "Walking Waking the Tiger." Mm-hmm. Uh, he's written a lot about trauma and mental illness. Uh, he recommends you know mini. Tra- I have a little mini trampoline that I bounce on, and, all and right. it, you know, makes me feel good. Yeah, I uh, heard but- it's also good for um, the joints. Yeah, easier on absolutely. the joints. Yeah, mm-hmm. excellent for lymphatic, a whole bunch of stuff. So I, I also play hockey. I used to play several times a week. Like hockey, I would just go and you know, let it all out and let my frustrations. <laughs> Good out on for the you, ice. girl. So, <laughs> yeah, and plus it's a controlled environment and it's a team effort, right? So that definitely helps with. Uh, with a whole bunch of things. Awesome. Well, you know, exercise, uh, you know, cardio are so good yep. for the body, also good for the
2: brain. So it literally grows the neurons in the brain. So the neurons are, are the brain cells. And, and you, we talked earlier about how the, um, uh, you know, cells that fire together wire together, right? right? And you're really, it's, a, it's like you're building. I was reading something I thought was kind of fascinating um, on, on the, uh, the neurons um, and the cells, right? Where it's like any, any repetition good or bad right? Yep. you're building and it's like it's being stitched together the cells are being stitched together like a right. bridge right. and I thought wow that's fascinating so if we know this I mean it's so key to
3: try to really build a strong positive bridge for sure for sure so uh, yeah and uh, Dr. Jeffrey Swartz, he touches on that neuroplasticity there's also uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton Greg Braden, they talk mm-hmm. about all of that you know our positive the, the, our thoughts really have an effect on our the physiology of our body Dr. Bruce Lipton talks about, you know, epigenetics, right? Mm -hmm. Our thoughts play a huge role in regards to, you know, if we're going to get that genetic predisposition disease that our parents had. um, You know, so Mm -hmm. he says that to change the gene expression, our thoughts play a huge role, right? So what are the, what's the hormonal concoction be secreted into the bloodstream when we have negative thoughts versus we're triggering that stress response 50 times a day, uh, as per Dr. Lisa Rankin, that she, she said is the average person triggers fight, flight, freeze potentially up to 50 times a day. Ooh. So what's that chemical concoction be being secreted into our bloodstream, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's uh, just the, the huge, right? if we, we think about that. I love um, uh, Dr. Joe. Dispensa as well. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. awesome. Yes. Becoming oh, Supernatural. Go read his book. He's awesome.
2: Yes, yes, Supernatural. It, it is It is truly brilliant and it's fascinating. And again, how how I mean, he has conferences uh, with people uh, that have had some serious medical issues and in the day the day retreat that he has, I think it's a five day retreat, yeah. they've recovered from a serious illness in the body yeah. because, you know, the thoughts that we think really uh, is, is stored in the body. You know, I remember hearing all also, that uh, trauma. When you experience trauma, it's stored in like a spiral in the brain, right? And so you've got to sort of release it, let it out in yeah. ways, as you say. Exercise so key. Um, as you as you're exercising, you're also um, building uh, your immunity, right? The yeah. immune system, boosting that. And and that's that's a start. That's something that's great. That's good news because that means you've got the power right. to change that. Sure.
3: I want to touch on mindfulness meditation too. That's another uh, transform transformational. A component to mm-hmm. add into people's lives. Um, if you don't feel comfortable, you know, a lot of people say, well, I can't, you know, calm my monkey mind. Um, uh, then try different forms of meditation, which would simply be listening to music or just relaxing, taking a bath. Those are mm-hmm. forms of meditation, right? Um, so not everybody can meditate, but it, if you can, it's very powerful. Mm-hmm. But again, it's only one component to that optimum uh well-being piece that we need to look at because you know some people when they start meditating they come they go up to the ethers and they think oh my god this feels so amazing I just (laughs) want to stay up there but that's not practical we have to come back down and still live our life on a day-to-day basis and Mm -hmm. that's where all of the other healthy coping strategies come into play.
2: Yeah absolutely you know we really need to value ourselves treat ourselves with kindness respect and avoid self-criticism oh my
3: gosh self-criticism is so destructive yeah. To the body, for sure. So I also want to touch on um, just different alternative modalities, which mm-hmm. I found very beneficial, uh, along with my regular treatment uh, at the the therapist. When I was going, you know, things like Reiki helped mm-hmm. me out. I actually became a Reiki practitioner, um, and uh, acupuncture. Uh, you know, that's effective for for different ailments uh, that we potentially may feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I even tried hypnosis many many years ago. Uh, so you know, just to let people to kind of, you know, don't close your eyes or turn you know, shut the door on alternative practices or modalities along with other things. I even teach trauma yoga. That's another powerful uh, way to kind of deal and cope and manage with stressors as well. Wow, I love that. And
2: all accessible as well, easily accessible. Um, I'll, I'll also add to that um, something that I did personally in, in my treatments that I thought was so helpful was EMDR. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, so <laughs> <That's> good. good. <laughs> so eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. Yeah
3: yeah, I actually, uh, did that as well. Very good. Yeah. So for those who want to look at it, obviously get a meta qualified medical practitioner who actually is mm-hmm. trained, qualified to deliver that. Uh, very effective, uh, especially with people who are diagnosed with PTSD. Yes, indeed. And also um, EFT, I found
2: was, yes. uh, you know, beneficial, <laughs> which is like tapping. I can't yeah. remember what the EFT stands for
3: right now. But Emotional freedom technique or yes, something. Yes, that's it. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. Um, so, so we helpful. We tried a lot of the same stuff, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we had the same therapist. I
2: yeah. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but here's the thing, and that's key because you see, these are proven. These are these are. Um you know, well, I, like I don't want to say you know proven for everyone because obviously everyone's results will be different, right? Yeah. So we're not medical doctors. We're not giving you medical advice. We're giving you advice on what you can do, things that have worked for us um, that can help you with your mental health and your your mental well being, right? Um, everything that we think about uh, really changes everything. It's, it's like our our thoughts lead to our actions and our behaviors, which leads to the quality of your life. And so when our thoughts are focused on negativity and and the stress and the anxiety that is normal in human nature especially today I think on this planet there's so much stress we're, we're inundated and, and surrounded by so much problem and stress and we're listening to the news uh, but we we need to really take control and do what we can in order to to help ourselves so uh, I think it's been so great and key having you on the show Stephanie and and helping to build awareness on on mental thank health you. so I want to thank you so much thank for you. being here having me wow all right well thank you for tuning in on this saturday morning for the mindset mentor and remember that if you can shift your mindset you can change your life join us next saturday at 11 a.m for the mindset mentor and until then remember to be extraordinary because you already are stay tuned we'll be back
1: no radio no problem stream us live on saga 960 am.ca with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere
0: this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing
2: like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky
0: 18 plus.